After watching the latest video produced by Yes Theory on YouTube, which told the story of how when they went to Iraq they discovered how people responded to the various crises that had occurred there in the last 20 to 25 years, including having their homes razed to the ground by successive governments. James and Christelle discuss what happiness might truly be and in their own personal searches for happiness in discovering who they are. We hope you enjoy this episode, episode 7 of Ponderings from Across the Pond. So, while we're both smiling, what does happiness mean to you, Christelle? <laughs> it means, uh, it means so many fun things, but let's talk about why we decided to have this conversation about happiness. Yesterday, Brandon, my son, introduced us to Yes Theory. And Yes Theory was beginning their next season, 2021. And their first video was about their travels to Iraq, which for us here in America, we have a, an idea that people in Iraq are oppressed and unhappy. And, you know, we have this whole mindset about what people there are feeling and doing and how they're behaving based on a story we've been told. And yes, theory introduced us to people living in Iraq. And what we found was the, the primary person they introduced us to was joyful and happy. And as he told his story and as he told or invited other people to tell their stories, I think, all of us were kind of blown away for one. I found myself deeply moved and crying at different parts. And the main character, the main person telling his story was talking about how he's found joy and how he finds happiness and laughter and adventure. And so many quotes stood out to me. And I think two were, um, he said, I hope one day I can travel and people will look at me as a tourist rather than a terrorist. And that stood out to me because as he showed his journeys and adventures through the world, he just showed his happiness and, and you could see his free spirit in that. And we were introduced to another person who was so happy to meet Yes Theory and tell their story, the story of his people and how they escaped um, very dangerous situations and had to leave everything behind. And yet they talked about happiness and what that meant. And so I think that's, that is what brought this discussion on. But what did, did you learn from the Yes Theory film about happiness? Where, does happy, where did happiness come from of the people that we saw, in your opinion? Happiness was something they chose. Mm. Happiness is in community and sharing story. Happiness was in sitting together over meals. Happiness was in not achieving things 
at all. In fact, they had lost absolutely everything. And yet, yet here we saw them. I think it's because they found happiness in the freedom of their soul. Um, in, you know, it makes me wonder, can, can we find freedom of the soul anywhere? I think the particular people I'm talking about found happiness in their adventures in choosing to focus on positive. And I think that's achievable for all of us. And I think the biggest difference that I saw between what we watched and often what we experience in the Western world is, I think you, you mentioned this, the, we're taught um, to be individual here. How did you word that? You worded it in such a way that we're, we're individual mindset versus a community mindset in some ways. But I do wanna say there's, there's an importance in gathering with community and telling story and sharing story. Um, there's such an important factor in this and that's who we surround ourselves with. And I say that because I've experienced community shattering my soul and I've experienced healing within community. Can you, James, I wanna ask you the same, same questions. What have you learned about happiness? What is happiness to you? Um, so happiness, I think going back to the video is about, is, there is a bit about choice and intention, but, but it's also, it's not found in things. Um, so whether somebody has had their house like demolished and they're a refugee, like the guy in the video, or whether they've got a mansion, either isn't that important in terms of happiness. Um, maybe you can be blissfully happy when you've got everything. Maybe you can be blissfully happy when your house has been crushed to the ground. If, if, you, if your soul, heart, mind, how it responds to that situation is probably more important. Um, I mean, we said it before about dancing in the rain. Mm. You know, when you're five and you're a refugee in Iraq, you wouldn't expect somebody to be happy but maybe you see the best of humanity in that space. And that's not meant to sound patronizing, but maybe you do. Um, I think part of happiness is found in letting go and not having expectations of other people or things, releasing all control I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. Maybe, maybe it's about having a heart that's open and vulnerable. 
and and a and a mastery of emotions that we may have hid for such a long time. Do you think happiness is tied to freedom? I think it's tied in a way when you're able to make choices and make decisions and you have a control over your own destiny and the options and opportunities in your life. And when you feel, I'd say probably when you feel trapped and unable to make choice, then you're more likely to be frustrated and imprisoned and oppressed. Therefore, it's a, you're less likely to feel happy. Um, what do you think? I think that it can be. And when I say freedom, I mean freedom of the soul because there's so many words and terms thrown around about freedom. But for me, freedom of the soul is something very different. And freedom of the soul comes with a lot of healing, often from trauma, often with learning to completely let go, often in choosing not to allow other people to tell you who you should be. And finally saying, this is who I am. And I'm standing in that place now. Um, I think when we find our fire, and by that I mean so many have walked through fire and then learned to become fire. And when we understand what that means, we find happiness because no one else is tying us down. No one else is telling us who we should be. We're finding it for ourselves. And we're finally saying, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I think happiness is there. But it's also in that moment of knowing who we are, we're no longer telling anyone else who they should be. And happiness is about achieving that freedom. So achieving. Um, so going through, going through the the valley and the breakdown, and learning and becoming who we are as people, closer to the people that we are um, innately created to be, and our core selves. So James, I want to ask you, because we've discussed this at length. Do you think? happiness is countercultural. I'd say it is because how often and how much time do we spend asking ourselves from childhood upwards what makes us happy what are the re what are the ways that happiness is um, found or where do we where do we uh, how do we create a culture that happiness in, hu in our human selves is possible and achievable. Um, actually, what we often, society is often created around money, wealth, survival, care, education, work, employment. And actually, I mean, so the economy creates culture shapes culture in terms of jobs and employment and growth 
and and it's not it doesn't ever feel like happiness is part of that what makes us happy doesn't necessarily form the slogans for political parties for getting into power um, or what makes us happy doesn't feel like it's the subject of TV talk shows or um, or even dramas on TV or films. And actually, some, most of the time, those things are distractions that sort of take us away from feeling happy. You know, it may have been a good drama, it may have been a good news bulletin, but do we feel happy afterwards? Does it really matter? Well, of course it does. But we're not, we're not attuned to be thinking about our own happiness very often. Um, and that's, that, I think that's the same in, you know, I think even in things like religion, I think in the Christian faith, I would struggle to think about sermons or uh, practices that are about thinking about how we're to become happy in any shape or form. And at the same time, telling others how they need to be happy. And the only way to happiness is this way. I, I wonder how much happier we would all be if we let go and stop thinking we needed to tell people how they should achieve happiness and they can only be happy if they live a certain way. Because certainly choosing to control or manipulate cannot make one happy, right? I know, I, I, you asked me the same question a bit ago, is happiness countercultural? I feel like I'm a walking countercultural revolution in some ways because I'm happy when I stop letting people tell me what to do and tell me what their rules are and tell me this is how a nation can be happy and this is how a nation should run and this is how you should live your life. And these are my rules and this is the right way. And by the way, what are your goals, Christelle? And what are, what are, what are you trying to achieve? And because it's based on someone else's goals or someone else's idea of how someone should li live their life. So is it countercultural for me to say, I'm none of this, I don't believe any of this. And in letting go finally for the first time in my life, I feel free and I feel happy. And I feel like the more I let go of expectations of others and the rules others, others have put on me and the ideas and mindsets and dare I say religion that others have told me is the only right way, I find myself so much happier. It's like my big struggle is not being any of that because that's not who I am. And I don't wanna be that, it's not fun not happy and quite frankly it's miserable but do you feel do you find that people relate to you better when you're being miserable or when you're being happy depends on who wants to relate in which circumstance i mean i think sometimes we get addicted to grief and negativity and because we find support there and so we want to stay there And I stayed there 
for a very long time. And for a season, it was necessary. It was necessary for a season to grieve. It was necessary for a season to relearn my life and relearn behavior and to heal. But it's also necessary for me to step out and say, I want to be free. I want to be healthy. I want to heal. I want to be happy. And so in some ways it is countercultural to choose happiness and to say, this is how I want to live. And it might also include making a choice to leave community behind and to stand in a healed place and a powerful place. Because James, I think we are created to be powerful beings. I think we're created to be healed beings, happy beings, joyful beings. And that's not to negate the sorrow that we're going to walk through. We were not created to be miserable. James, I want to ask you now, where do you find happiness? Right there. When I look into your eyes and smile, and you smile back, and then we breathe and we sigh. And in addition, I find happiness in a place of safety and warmth. I find happiness when I'm outside in nature, when I'm learning, when I'm in community. I find happiness when really unexpected moments, when I just sigh and feel blissfully happy. And it just happens like a wave. And they say that grief is a wave. It happens when you'd least expect it. But I think there's days when, and there's moments where blissful happiness happens like a wave too. Um, and so um, love, love is about happiness. Being open to the world is about happiness, about seeing, um, seeing sparks of life and energy and love and um that is happiness and i do still find joy and happiness in seeing other people heal and recover and their hope and their joy and their change and so in a way the things that i may have thought were unhealthy happiness things of before i do still find that there is some health and happiness that i get out of seeing people change and grow but that's not the only thing that gives me that joy and happiness. Um, so one of the things I was going to ask you, Christelle, is that we started a series in our last video about things we learned about ourselves in the last few years. Would you say the same for you? Yeah. 
in much the same way. And for the first time in my life, choosing myself, emotional health, healing, happiness. In choosing myself, I was also choosing to be better for those in my sphere. So in choosing selfishness and choosing myself, which goes against everything a codependent has ever done for the first time in my life, I was choosing happiness, not only for myself, but for those everyone, every, for all of those around me. And so I suppose that's something I've learned and never experienced, nor even could understand, nor had words for. Justin Bieber's over here. Good job. Um, do you know what he's playing? Wonderful. Oh, good job. Good job. Um, this goes in the outtake. <laughs> Maybe that bit goes in the outtake and nobody will ever know. While we're both smiling, what does happiness mean to you, Christelle? It means... Uh, it wasn't even in that direction, I was thinking, but carry on. Yeah. Ask uh, me again, because yeah. I lost my train of thought. So, <clears throat> Pause for a minute so we can cut this out. <coughs> no cough as well, because I've got... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that. I'll answer that um, as well. Come on, ask again. Ask again. I won't interrupt. Promise. You might accidentally not edit it out. Okay. <laughs> I want to edit that out. Don't say that. The hope, maybe. Sure. Um, want. Carry on. <laughs> I hope to cut this out. I feel itchy. <laughs> <laughs>